So I went to um, one of the, you know, uh, breakout sessions, and um, the one I went to, the name of it was um, Telling Your Story, you know, and the idea was that we all have a story. How many of you got a story? You know, and, and um, I, I'm thinking about the reason that intrigued me as soon as I saw it, because for whatever reason, I, you know, um, God love you folks that visit once in a, you know, come and visit, and I'll meet, I'll greet you and get your name, and then I have to ask Lena, go get his name again, because I forgot it, right? And I've done that several, and some of you that have been here a long time, it's like, hey, bro. And uh, so memory's not, you know, it's not as sharp as it used to be. I don't know if it ever was. Uh, but, uh, but for some reason, the past month, my life, my, my memory, I have gone through, you know how they've ever said, and I've never been here, but you're, you know, if something tragic's happening, your life flashes before you, and there's some kind of thing that really does happen, and all your memories can download real quick, but I have been just revisiting memories from the beginning of my memory to, to just life event, one after another, it's just kind of rolling over in my mind. I, I'm not saying this just happened all the time, but all of a sudden I'll get in in like a half hour. It's like, whoa, 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 that memory, that memory. And, and I'm saying this because telling my story, there's some of my story I don't want to tell anybody. Like, whoa, man. And, and, but, but the reality of it is, and I know there's some of you here that you're thinking, well, I don't want to, you know, but it's your story. And what happens is when your story, what I, what I believe about our lives is that we are a part of his story. And, and that's a good reason they call it history, because it is, it is his story. It's the story that God of creation unfolding. It's, and we get to be a part of his story. And even those broken parts of my life and those, those events of my life that that are, are not glorious by any means. What happens is the glory of God gets involved there. The healing that only comes from Him. And then the, the, the story, telling the story, is, is, is a story of God's grace and forgiveness in those places that we were so broken. I, I, I got to tell you, and I got to stay up behind the lights. Sorry. Do I need makeup? These are new. I'm just wanting you to know. I mean, so I can't. I used to be able to see into the back. I'm just hoping April's still there. Yeah, she's there. Okay. Uh, but but the idea of um, you and I being ashamed. Okay. Let me tell you what. Shame um, dominated my life until I realized the power of the cross. There's some of you here that some uh, pretty hurtful things have been done to you, and the reality of it is have been done by you. I was in that one 
meeting in one guy, and I'm going to talk about it just for a moment uh, later on in this message. But uh, he, you know, telling your story is a, is being able to forgive others, right? Uh, things that have been t- done to us, and and um, you know, one guy in the cl- in the out breakout session, he said, "Yeah, it, you know," he said, "I find that the most difficult thing." And um, to to forgive others, and the reason, and I and I have found it there's and you can't belittle uh, forgiveness. You can't just rush through it. You know, I think one of the greatest teachings that's ever happened here at Gateway was the forgiveness series that Jeannie taught many years ago. I I don't know if it's still on the website. You know, uh, but it's something that ought to be. Uh, uh, you know, investigated by you that are working through that to say, oh, you just need to forgive and you move on. Forgiveness doesn't it doesn't operate like that. It has to be that it's not boxed up. You know, it, we don't understand what it is, but what the reality of it is, and there's been some things that have happened in our lives and in in our family that have literally caused me to rage in my spirit. Wanting revenge, and and you know, no joke. You think, well, not not there. If I could have got away with murder, I I dreamed of it. You know, I, of of how how I could get this done. You say, oh, that's terrible. Yeah, well, you know what? Forgive me for being human. You know, if you've never, you know, what we think. Okay, let me read. Then I'll get to this. I'm reading from Jonah chapter 4. And uh, Jonah chapter 4 verse number 1 says, But it displeased Jonah exceedingly, and he became angry. So he said, so he prayed to the Lord and said, Ah, Lord, was not this what I said when I was still in my country? Therefore I fled previously to Tarshish. For I knew that you are gracious and merciful, slow to anger and abundant in loving kindness, one who relents from doing harm. Can you imagine? Okay, let me tell you the story of Jonah. I could read the whole thing. So God is ticked off at the people of Nineveh. The people of Nineveh are just as carnal as dirt. I mean, they're just flat out evil. I don't know if dirt's carnal, but they're just carnal. They're, they're just, they give no thought to God. And, and so God tells Jonah, he said, Jonah, I want you to go down to Nineveh and tell them I, there's judgment coming. And you know what Jonah does? Nineveh's this way, Jonah goes that way. He gets on a boat and heads off in the opposite direction and uh, uh, the reality of it is, th- there was a reason Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh. He wanted them to be punished. He had murder in his heart. He wanted, let them get what they deserve. Uh, let me tell you this. We live in some pretty confusing times around us. But if you're default setting is you want to see 
this world judged by God. And you can't wait for the fire to fall from heaven and consume them. You're missing out on what God's true nature is. And in fact, if that is really your attitude, what I want to preach this morning and talk to you is understanding the nature of God. Because if that was his true attitude, we'd probably all be toast by now. Present company, I'm going to let you in on this. You're not as good as you think you are. And what I know by even what I've known in, in, in these past couple months as my life has flashed slowly before my eyes, I just shake my head and say, God, thank you. I, and it's not in con- I'm, I'm going to tell you, some of you relive memories in your life and you're instantly condemned. And I'm going to tell you, you need to know the completed work of the cross. There is no condemnation when I look back at those places of my life and, and, and like, oh, God, i got to pay for that. No, you already paid for that. I'm, I'm thankful, but what it has done for me is I've looked at uh, people that are an absolute wreck and a mess and, and uh, deserve the judgment of God, and I say, Lord, be merciful to them like you were to me. That's what it's done for me. Lord, I, you know, there was a time that I was... Uh, 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 a Pharisee of the Pharisees. You know, I, I, I became holier than anybody. And I realized just how foolish that kind of thinking is. How wrong it is because somehow, uh, you know, just because God has revealed truth and been merciful to you, uh, uh, you know, it doesn't give us a right not to uh, uh, extend that, at least with desire. We can't make people receive what God has. But I can desire God to be merciful. But Jonah didn't want that to happen. He's like, you know what? He was ticked off at the people of, Tar- uh, of Nineveh too. I don't know why. I don't know what happened, what, what, what was in his, his past. Some kind of interaction. Somebody from Nineveh must have done something. But he just wanted them. They, they were heathens, and they deserved to be toast. And the Lord said, you go to, you go to Nineveh and preach, and, and uh, Jonah goes to Tarshish the other direction. You ever get in a place in your life where God's telling you to go one way and you go the other? Let me tell you something. He knows how to get your attention. Okay, when you when you are outside of if you're if you're his if he's called you I'm telling you what hang on to your hat because he knows how to get your attention and so uh, Jonah heads to Tarshish gets on a ship pays his way and man oh man a storm comes up like no other and and all the guys on board ship they're starting praying to who knows what. Anybody that they thought would listen. And they're praying to their gods and they're calling out and the storm's getting worse. And finally the captain goes down and Jonah is in the bottom of the ship asleep. What a stinking bum. Everybody else is freaking out and he's down there. Uh, and, and so the captain kicks him 
And said, I don't know if he kicked him, but woke him up. I would have kicked him. And said, what's the matter with you? Get up. Pray to your God. Well, you know, this is bad. And, and so, uh, you know, long story longer, Jonah finally says, look, man, uh, this is all happening because of me. Uh, you know, I, I, God told me to do something. I didn't. The storm's here. And, and the guys, to their credit, said, man, let's see if we can get to shore. You know, we'll, we'll throw you off at shore. Well, they're trying to row to shore, and the storm gets all the worst. And Jonah says, you know what, guys? You can do all you want to do. He said, but if you want this to stop, you better throw me over the side. Read the book. It's, it's only four chapters. Pretty incredible. And so they're like, oh, they're saying, oh, oh no, no, don't judge us for uh, this man's life. We don't want to be responsible. But here we're going to, over the side he goes. And as soon as he hits the water, the, the storm stops. But it was just starting for Jonah. Because God had prepared a big fish. It doesn't say a whale. It says a big fish. What kind of fish? I have no idea. But swallowed that man whole and then just rode him around in his mouth for a while. In his stomach and just scared the fire out of him. Like, ah, and Jonah in that belly of that fish begins to pray. You know what? Sometimes God has to get us to a place uh, where we will cry out. And, and it, you know, if you're going to ignore him and ignore him and ignore him, I hope he brings you to a place where you're going to cry out. And, and uh, uh, because even in the depths of all of that, God hears our cry. And he and he, he, you know, he cries out from the belly of the fish and confesses a bunch of stuff. And the Lord said, "All right." And the fish vomits him out on the surf. And Jonah's, you know, probably stunk to high heaven. Crawls up there, throwing up water, you know, trying to figure out which ways what. And uh, the Lord said, "Jonah, I want you to go to Nineveh." And Jonah said, okay, <laughs> I'll go this time. And he gets out, you know, he, the, the, Nineveh was a big city, and, he, and he's just about getting into the outskirts of the city, and he begins to declare. He said, in 40 days, God is going to destroy Nineveh. He's going to judge you. And, he, and I'm, that was the message. That's, he probably just said it over. Hey, and you know, everybody was, whoa, what's going on? And you know something? Those Ninevites had enough sense to realize, one, that they were messing up bad, that they weren't giving God any consideration. And everybody, the king, everybody, he takes off his robe. He calls for a fast. Fasting's a good thing. He, and, and everybody humbles themselves, and God says, I've changed my mind. We're not going to do that. Because they've repented. And Jonah gets the two done. I knew you were going to do that. That's why I didn't want to go there and preach to them. They don't deserve your mercy. I know you're merciful. I know you're long-suffering. Yeah, because you received it yourself, you knucklehead. Think about it. You want God to be merciful to you, Jonah, but you don't want it to see that spread out to anybody else? What's the matter with you? 
And, and, and so God says to Jonah, he says, he says uh, Jonah says, therefore, Lord, <laughs> he said, I know that you're gracious, merciful, uh, slow to anger, abundant in loving kindness. Oh, what terrible attributes. One who relents from doing home. Therefore, now, O oh Lord, please take my life, for it is better for me to die than to live. You talk about throwing a temper tantrum. And, and, and the Lord says, then the Lord said, uh, Is it right for you to be angry? You have a right, Jonah, to be. Why? I, the, the thing that is, some of you here, I, I have no idea the backstory of Jonah as far as what happened to him. Was there some incredibly wrong done to his family? Maybe somebody he loved. Maybe, I don't know. Did he lose his livelihood? Did Were, were the Ninevites directly involved in some atrocity against somebody that he cared about? Very well could be. I don't think, you know, prejudice is not new to the 21st century. Could have been pre- deep-seated prejudice, judgments against different uh, uh, cultures and, and uh, people. So, but I don't know what it was for Jonah that he was so ticked off that God was going to be merciful. But I'm here to tell you, if we want to be involved in what God is doing, we cannot, we cannot be surprised by who He wants to save. We can't be in, in a position, there's incredible confusion out there in spiritual darkness, but I'm telling you what God wants to do is judge that by the cross. He wants the judgment that's already been pronounced that's already been uh, uh, delivered, that's already been here. He wants, he died for the sins of the entire world. That means all of mine, I know he did that. But is there a part of me that doesn't want it to be all of theirs? Are there somebody, is there people out there that I wish they'd get theirs? That they deserve something, and then all of a sudden God begins to play that uh, great videotape in the sky of my story. And I see parts of my story that I just like, oh my goodness, man, I'd I'd forgotten about that, but God, you're gracious. And, And look at this part, and I was no different. You know, at the end of the day, uh, if we have an, uh, uh, an attitude that we are better than, who are, who are you really better than? You think about it. And, and I realize there are people that are you know, more intelligent, maybe taller, I don't know, maybe a little stronger, I don't know. I don't think any better looking, but other than that, there, there are people that have, you know, Different attributes, but at the end of the day, you know what? We all fallen short of the glory of God. And everybody needs a Savior. And, and Jesus has made the declaration that 
He is not a respecter of persons. And he's not, he is not willing that any should perish. And so it's not that we are this, uh, you know, just, oh, uh, let, well, let me say it this way. I don't care what comes through the door. I don't care what kind of sin you're in. The cross can cover you. No, but then if you're going to claim to be a brother or sister in Christ, we have a responsibility to one another. You agree with that? Yeah, we do. Come on, we, you know, if you're going to live a, a lifestyle so completely opposite of what, this, what he would call us to, then go live it. You can go live that. We live in a world that will just celebrate you. But if you're going to be and name the name of Christ, let him that name the name of Christ depart from iniquity. At least it's in our heart, you know, that that's the direction we're going. Not that we're always perfect, none of us. But, man, God, I want to be yours. Is it possible to depart from iniquity? How many know it's possible to depart from iniquity? You can do it. You can, we can do it together. We can, we can be in fellowship. We can support one another. Not judge one another, but we can love one another into that place of absolute freedom. The only thing I'm saying is don't use the freedom and the love that's here as a place to just be wicked and think nobody cares. We care. Judgment. But man, you know, that idea of protection. So, he, so here's... Uh, See where I'm at. Ooh, boy. So here's how I'm going to end this. The idea of, uh, and I know this is for some of you, I know it. Uh, and I know some of you have heard it before. But stick with me like it's the first time. Because you, you, that spiritual unity needs to, uh, it, it'll break the yoke of somebody who needs that freedom here today. How many want to be free? I mean free. They, they asked us the other day, or yesterday, and you know, as you tell your story, what is it that you want, your, who you're telling the story to, to, to understand? And, and, and to live. I said, I want them to live the freedom that's in Christ. There's incredible freedom in serving God. People that have the idea. Do you realize we were so ignorant back in the day? I was as a young person. Part of my story is that I believed serving God was a bunch of rules and regulations. Do's and don'ts. Until one day I come in contact with him in such a way that I just realized it was wide open spaces. And freedom like I had never dreamed. And, and, and that freedom, it was so all-encompassing, it was almost scary freedom. To the point that I said to him in a vision that he gave me one time, I said, Lord, what do I do? He said, follow me. I said, okay, I can do that. Because there was just too much faith. There was too many. It was like, whoa, I don't even know what direction to go. He said, just follow me. It'll be all right. I mean, it wasn't like, you've got to follow me. It's like this. Come on. It was like somebody talking to his friend. Come on. I just, I love, we do Marco Polo uh, with Emily. 
And uh, so they're they're out in San Diego last weekend, and they're on the pier. And of course, the, the greatest kid that's ever lived. We're showing you know my grandson Warren, almost four, and uh, I I hear the you know she's always showing the he's there. He said, "Mom, can I move, go down the the pier?" And uh, she says, "Yeah." And so he starts walking down the pier, and he doesn't even look back. He just says, "Come on, Dad." And just having that sense that he's going to, Dad's going to be right behind him. Uh, Here's way off course, but let me tell you something. You that have children, you have no idea. what That boy had such security in mom and dad's relationship, he didn't have to think whether dad was following. Some of you have been so wounded because you didn't, your dad abandoned you completely. Takes years to get over. Don't ever do that to your kids. If you've done it, bless you. But, man, don't do that. Right? That just that was the greatest video I've ever seen is him just, just that security. Come on, Dad. Now you have to turn around. Isn't it awesome to have that relationship that Jesus is right there? And, and, and he wouldn't a kid, but him say, come on, Wade, follow me. And, and just... The invitation. You know, what? The, the thing that is, you that have this religious idea about him, come on, put that away. He will be a friend that is closer than a brother. He will be somebody that he said he'd never leave you or forsake you. But you can't just pull him out like a lucky charm every time you get in trouble. It's a relationship thing. off track, but let me finish with this. He says, so then Peter, uh, and this is, I don't think I give it to you guys in the back, so bear with me. Uh, Matthew 18, starting at verse 21, then Peter came to him and said, Lord, how often shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him up to seven times? And Jesus said, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. Jesus is talking about forgiving. And Peter comes up, hey, man, okay. All right, I'll forgive, but how many times? Seven? No, we want to keep, how many keep a scorecard? I'm, I'm going to keep scoring. Okay, yeah, no, all right, no, no I, I, I can go four. Because I've been, you know, I only had to give forgiven three times. So I'll go one more and be real merciful. You know, some of us judge people, and we have done the exact same thing. And we say, why don't they have a clue? And I would say, why didn't you have a clue? Until God revealed it to you. Well, you we can be so... So he says, hey, he says seven times seventy. Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is like a certain man who's, who wanted to settle accounts with his servants. And when he had begun to settle accounts, one was brought to him who owed 10,000 talents. But he was unable to pay. The master commanded that he be sold, that his wife and children, all he had, uh, that payment would be made. The servant therefore fell down before the master, saying, Master, have patience with me. I'll pay it all. And the master of that servant was moved with compassion 
and he released them and forgave them the debt. Ain't that pretty cool? Like first, you real you, you you know you think God's gonna this judgment. We deserve judgment, right? But Jesus took that. That was the whole point of the cross. He took our judgment, so that if we look to Him, like if we look to Him, if we if we embrace what He did there, all our debts are paid. So crazy, past, present. And future. That's amazing. That, that's why I can look at my past and not feel condemnation. Why? Because that would belittle the price that he paid. So then it goes on. Uh, and, and so this guy says, look, the master sees how he's asking for forgiveness. He says, go ahead, man. He said, I'm going to forgive you all of it. And uh, But that servant went out and found one of his fellow servants who owed him a hundred denarii, which is like not much. He owed 10,000. This servant owed him a few bucks. And uh, he laid his hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me what you owe. So the fellow servant fell down at his feet and begged, kind of a similar situation, saying, have patience with me, I'll pay it all. And he would not, and he went and threw him into prison till he should pay his debt. Let me tell you what, for the sake of time. Uh, stand with me. A similar situation. The master forgave the servant. The servant goes out and grabs another servant by the throat and says, pay me. That servant falls down and said, forgive me, give me time. And you know what that guy did? said, no way. Why in the world would a man that had been forgiven so much demand from somebody else, demand it, be unable to forgive He'd been forgiven so much. Why in the world would he be so unable to forgive his fellow servant? Let, let, me, let me give you what I think. It is not as difficult to forgive others as you think. If you have the embraced and understood the forgiveness that you've received. It's not difficult. I, you know, I look at situations where I'm so embittered and angry and want revenge, and then I look back at my life and say, you know what? In the grand scheme of things, you were forgiven for something pretty close to that. Maybe not exactly. Maybe not is evil, but but God, you were merciful to me. And and then I, I see it again in, in different things, this world that's around us that is so confused. What if I was a young person without God? Where would I be today? Not in no no direction in my family like I didn't have. Where would I be? I'd be as lost as they are. What do they need? 
They need the cross. They need a world, uh, a, a, a light. They need us. They need us. Oh, they need God to intervene. No, folks, it's going to be us that intervene. We're going to be light to this world. You're not going to be light to this world if you don't think that God should forgive them. If you're going to be like Jonah and say, I knew it. I don't want to see, I don't want to see that bum at work get saved. I don't want to see, you know, the different ones that we've already judged we shouldn't, we can't. It's not ours, it's not our job. And what I'm here to tell you what. The incredible things that I have been forgiven for. I can look, I can look around and say, yeah, I know there's been some hurtful stuff that's gone in my life and done against me and those that I love, but God, I can offer that same forgiveness. I don't need to go tell them. I don't need to do that. I just need to be released from the anxiety and, and the anger of holding that unforgiveness because I want them to be judged. Who's suffering? Not that person. They don't even know it anymore. But you're so filled with that. You're so filled with the Jonah, are you right to be angry? What's your name? Are you right to live with that anger? For Christ's sake, forgive them. That's forgive them. Forgive them. No, listen. Forgiveness isn't about putting yourself back in a place that's hurtful. You can remove yourself in relationship, but it is absolutely essential for your freedom for you to forgive and walk in it. Just keep offering. So, Father, today, thank you again, thank you again for your incredible mercy in our lives. And what, what I know and what I believe is this man that went after the, the, his fellow servant really didn't believe that you or the Master had really forgiven And Father, we need to believe that we have been so completely forgiven that that forgiveness flows from us to those around us, those that aren't even asking for it. That desire to see your grace rather than judgment. Mercy. 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 I speak your goodness and your favor upon us. So maybe you're here today and you don't have you don't understand his forgiveness. Maybe you're here today, you've been here a long time thinking, well, I really don't believe he's forgiven me. Come on. His for, okay, you've done some bad stuff. He took it. He literally you cannot go on carrying that you can't undo. I cannot undo a day of my past. But I can absolutely let Jesus cover it completely. I can walk in freedom because of because He said so. And, and, and so there's some of you here you need to know 
that freedom that the master's offering, you can come and say, God, would you forgive me? And you know what he'll do? He'll forgive you. And when when you literally are free of all of that, it makes it easier. I'm not underplaying or downplaying how difficult it can be to forgive, but it makes it easier when you realize how much you've been forgiven to forgive somebody else. So I speak that today upon us in the name of Jesus. As we sing, as we pray, God, let your word touch our hearts. So if you want to come down here today and pray, God, would you forgive me? Watch what happens. If you want to come down here today, Lord, Lord, I forgive me for not believing you, but I'm going to receive it today. And then because of that, I'm going to let others have access to that through my life. I'm going to forgive Some of you are carrying things you don't belong carrying anymore, not after today. So why don't you give them to them? In Jesus' name. If you need healing, come on down. We're going to pray for you. A lot of good things going on, folks. Come and give God some time before you leave. In Jesus' name.